with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos will recover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And on our latest episode, it is the State of Pro Wrestling with John Orlando from the PVD cast. Go ahead and listen in on our thoughts on CM Punk, now in the WWE, what's going on with the AEW out there for All Elite Wrestling and more. Plus our picks for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, if we get a chance to vote on it, and a Christmas wish for the industry of pro wrestling. So go ahead and check it out this week on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. Plus also Inside Sports Fantasy Football, I had a great conversation on week 13 in the NFL with the guys right here for the Lakers Fast Break, along with Chris Sardieri. We also talked about the college football playoffs. And speaking of great things you need to check out, Lakersball.com is Joe, Joe, oh my gosh, he's pretty pissed off right now. My gosh, Ox1947, you know he's got a lot of things he wants to get off his chest at Lakersball.com, plus here as well. Plus also, please help him out. He does. He owns a great company. It's called Symblades, symblades.com. Our good friends, Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom, go ahead and join him today at Lakerholics.com. Also as well, Empire Jeff TV, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, uh, the great channel that uh, they do at, with John McCallion also as well, of course, and Lakers and Five, plus the Larry Lakers dribbling chit-chat. Go ahead and give his ball. You know he's going to be dribbling some chit-chat after this horrible mismatch. We'll talk about that as well coming up here. But also Magic Man Sean Grice. He is the man behind Magic Man. Right there for you, Magic Man with Magic Mind. MagicMind.com. Go ahead and check out what Magic Mind can do for you. If you think it can do some good, some good for you, like it does for Magic Man, go ahead and give it a try today. Use the code LAKERS20 to get 20% off your 15 or 30 bottle order today. Go ahead and support him, support the Lakers, and support Magic Mind. The Lakers Fast Break. You can support us by going ahead and hitting the subscribe button. Please subscribe today to go ahead you know, and get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Well, after last night, I was uh, heading on my way after I picked up my wife from work. I had to leave here a little bit early. I headed on over to Pops, which, again, I had said last year I was really upset with. Uh, I was really mad that they didn't have something that they advertised. I was really disappointed that the holiday pops that I actually walked up was right next to the counter, the big sign, come get our holiday pops. So I said, I want a holiday pop. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't make that for you. I was mad then, and I let everyone know that year about it. I said, not again. But you know what I said? A year later, kind of cooled off. Maybe give them another chance. So I go ahead. Go back over there. It's just down the street. Same thing. Got the big sign. Holiday pop. Walk up. Want to get a holiday pop for my daughter because she's been really looking forward to it. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We just don't have it. Can't do it for you. But you're advertising it. You don't have a sign that says you're out of it. Two years in a row. Same thing, exact thing you've told me. You're the same exact person that told me this. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We just don't have it. So you know what? I walked away. Walked away and will never do business with them again. Pops, out of my life for good. And we'll just leave it at that. Doesn't matter, matter how good your sandwiches are. If that's the way you're going to treat me as a consumer, then that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a lot of fans like that with the Lakers too. Because you know what? 
after day after you ran up the score against Detroit, just three days after you played absolutely some horrible ball in Philadelphia, we see this team going to finish off the four-game series or four-game road trip against Oklahoma City. And we said to ourselves, what is this team? Is this team ultra frustrating? Is this team a good team? Is this team a bad team? Or is this a team we should just, just leave altogether? Well, after a performance like tonight where the Lakers were up 14 early in the first quarter, people were saying, maybe we have a chance to go ahead and finish out this road trip strong. But then we went into the second quarter after we finally had a consistent lead all throughout the first quarter for once and got destroyed and dismantled by Shea Gilgis Alexander, who decided to put on a basketball performance. And he didn't care if Max Christie, he didn't care if D'Angelo Russell, he didn't care if Torian Prince, he didn't care if Austin Reeves was guarding him. He absolutely made them all look stupid as they went off him and his fellow Oklahoma City Thunder teammates went off on a 42 to 23 run second quarter. Actually, it's a lot worse if you listen to from Magic Man's perspective after they went up to that 14 point lead. He was shouting out the numbers and just, my gosh, it just makes it miserable. This team is what it is. They're a barely above 500 team that's going to have severe ups and downs. And if you as a Lakers fan want to check on out, just like I checked out on Pops, I can't say I blame you, especially after what you saw tonight. Finishing the road trip two and two, exactly how a 500 team is as they lose and got killed 133 to 110 as Oklahoma City cruised in the second half. And here today are three great panelists that are going to tell you what you need to do with this team as far as if you're still following it at this time. But if you can't, and if you don't, or if you just want to stop by for our shows, that's great. We greatly appreciate it. We'll keep you updated because we have to do this. You don't. You have the things in your life that if you want to go ahead and do, do it because this is the team we've got. It's an up and hill down, up and down, up and down. That's all you're going to get from this team going forward unless something changes. The big change, a lot has to change, LeBron said. Well, it hasn't changed yet. But here today to talk about it, first man up, first man here. It is the guy behind Oc1947 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, great to have you here. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say about the Lakers. And again, uh, as I said, this is an up and down ride, my friend. And if you don't want to be a part of it, if you just want to walk away from it, I can't say I blame you. Yeah, I, I would probably stop watching as much as I do if I wasn't doing the show. The Lakers uh, can't fix a lot of this stuff. Unfortunately, there are collective bargaining agreement issues that won't allow them. They could get a couple of players that might merit uh, a little bit of an improvement, but you can't change Darvin Ham's coaching ability, and that's going to play crucial when you start getting deep into the playoffs. We were happy to get to the Western Conference Finals last year. So happy that we didn't really point too much to the deficiencies, the scheme, and the plans against Denver. Uh, a lot of that has to do with, again, the preparation and the coaching. Coaching matters every uh, – Coaching matters in the playoffs, and the deeper you get, it matters even more. And you just saw two coaches, two young coaches, show Darvin Ham that he doesn't know how to coach an NBA team. 
And I say that because you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on this team and some good players. This is not the Detroit Pistons. This is not the New Orleans. I mean, I mean, Charlotte Hornets, sorry. This, this is, this is actually a team that's supposed to be competing for a championship. And LeBron is a, despite being a 21 year vet, he's averaging 25, seven, and I believe eight. That's, that's, that's a, that's starting all-star material. And then AD is obviously still in his prime. So uh, where we go from here is the Lakers are going to have to come to grips with the fact that they're not really going to get enough reinforcements to get over the hump. Uh, and then of course your issue with the coaching is you can, you can address it after the season but I don't know if you're going to be able to have enough talent to find the next good coach. The Lakers have, uh, other than maybe three instances in their in their in their his, in the history of their their franchise, picked a coach from the beginning that was that was correct. That was yeah, that was the guy. And the, and one of them was a fallback. It wasn't even a it wasn't even them you know doing homework to pick that guy, which was uh, Pat Riley taking over. Paul Westhead in 1982. So hate to be morbid, hate to be on that tone, but the Lakers are not winning a championship this year. Uh, the only thing that could change it where they start playing better is if D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves become defensive stalwarts because their defense is just not going to make it. And I'm still trying to figure out even what it's been 10 minutes since the game finished. Uh, and I've been wondering this since the second quarter. I'm trying to understand why Hood Shafina was playing in this game in the second quarter. Anybody know why Darvin Ham decided to play Hood Shafino in this game? This guy can't shoot. He can't dribble. He can't play defense. And he plays scared. Why would you put that guy in and set him up for failure? At this time, on the road, why? Because you wanted to save minutes on a back-to-back. Look, the longer you talk about saving things, it's a it's a Dave Roberts mentality, guys. Dave Roberts saves his best pitcher for Game Four and Five. Most, you idiot! You need to win the first three, though, or at least one or two of the first three to get to the four. You idiot! You morons! How about win the game? How about put your best players out there? If you're if you're worried about injuries, or you're worried about holding people back at this point, then you might as well just resign and just let Phil Handy run run the team. Because at this point, you're not really any different than Phil Handy in terms of getting things done. The Lakers cannot play against anyone that has any talent. If anyone has any talent, they're going to get smoked because they've been getting smoked all year. That's 20 games, guys. This is not the first week, first two weeks. This is 20 games. We are a quarter in on the season. And if Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell don't learn how to play defense between now and the end of the year, there's they're not going to be able to stop anybody, and there's no one off the bench that will work. And I'm going to say it again. Guys, Jared Vanderbilt is not going to save the Lakers. And Gabe Vincent is not going to save the Lakers. Matter of fact, I don't even know if Gabe Vincent is going to come back this year, by the way. 
I, I would, don't be surprised if he doesn't back, if he's done for the year. So that's it, guys. Uh, we're going to be here for the next what four months, talking uh, in, a, in a very uh, somber mode because we're going to sort of be happy when they beat bad teams. They might squeak out a couple of wins here against some good teams, but man, when they when they get into a series with someone, they gotta get smoked in four and five. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for joining us. It is, of course, Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice. L. Rob is here as well. And me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Lakers lose 133 to 110 to go to 11 and 9 on the season as they head back home Saturday night for a matchup against Houston. Also here today, second man up, second man here. Man who is just the key part of our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live watch car- coverage along with Joe Sorrell. Big shout out to Laker Nick. We, those guys sat through this entire mess tonight after it was second quarter. And that was a mess indeed. L Rob, I've got a special greeting for you coming up, my friend coming up here in just a minute, but it is the magic man, Sean Grice, the madman from Toronto, the guy who got out of Toronto traffic, the guy behind our taste tester for everything. Magic mind, magicmind.com. Use code Lakers20 to get 20% off your order today. Magic Man, absolutely abysmal defense in that second quarter. Absolutely. Let me say this again. Absolutely abysmal defense in that second quarter. But it all started halfway through the uh, first quarter. Actually, this probably two-thirds of the way through. Once the SGA got going, you could see it. You could clearly see he would own the Lakers and it didn't take too long much after that, and he did, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Uh, I've just put up uh, a net rating here, um, and I thought it'd be interesting just at the end of the game kind of see where we are. If if you look, uh, Davis and LeBron are 11th in terms of net rating, Gerald. They're, they're pocketed with uh, Luka and Kyrie and uh, Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. If you see at the top, who's at the top, Gerald? Uh, that would be Mr. SGA. It would be SGA and Chet. That's right. And they're nearly playing om- about a plus 12. They're almost and Durant a plus Booker, 15. not too far behind. Not too far behind. And if you look at the plus minus today, ladies and gentlemen, you see Holmgren was a plus 16 and SGA was a plus 15, Gerald. Um, not too far off. So, I mean, it was a good test to see the, how the Lakers would do against one of the best, uh, the best duo in the NBA, and we lost by 23. Um, did a decent job in the first quarter. Um, up at up at one point, uh, 29-19, had a 10-point lead on the Thunder. Thunder 14. weren't hit. Yeah. And then, it, exactly, it increased to 14. Uh, Thunder weren't hitting any shots, basically. Uh, to save their life. And then all of a sudden 
It happened. I don't know why, but JHS came into the game and it was like a completely different demeanor over the uh, the bench drill. I mean, JHS, Austin Reeves, Christian Wood off the bench were not very good tonight. And let me well, let me ask you this, Sean. And that Joe, I know Joe alluded to it too, but the Lakers only had seven real rotation players. If you want to take out JHS in that equation, plus also the rookies that were on the back end of the rotation. I know it was mentioned uh, by Avant Trader earlier in this in the chat, the best Lakers chat rooms out there, Lakers fast break. Your thoughts uh, because maybe it was forced. Hampson, I'm not trying to ha- defend Ham no. too much on this, but it might have forced his hand just a little bit to play JHS a little sooner than he should have. Yeah, I. Fair enough. I mean, we were dealing, we were dealing. Excuse me, we were dealing with the same problem in Cleveland that we only had seven <laughs> available healthy bodies. So I, I, you know, to his credit, if he felt that it was necessary for him to interject into the game. That's fine. I just want to say that I think it was a mistake. And if you look at the film, Gerald, uh, there was a steep decline in the way in the way we played. And not to mention, Gerald, he he's at the point now where he's staggering three guard lineups. Like not just not just exclusively not playing them. He's staggering three guard lineups, whether it's Prince, Reeves. And D'Lo, or whether again it's JHS, D'Lo, Reeves, or combination of the the two out of the three, it, it's it's mind numbing, especially against a team like OKC, which has, you know, every guy from about their their shooting guards to their center can dribble, pass, shoot, do it all, uh, basically, you know, Swiss Army knife starting five. I didn't like the the move there, but again, if he said his if he thinks his hands are tied and he had to do it, so be it. Just not a fan of it. Once again, it is the Lakers losing one thirty three to one ten. Finish up the road trip two and two. Magic Man Sean Grice, so great to with us as far as the playback.tv coverage. Please support him today by going over to magicman.com, uh, going ahead and showing your love for the Lakers fast break and magic man by giving it a shot. If you think it's something that's worth your weight in gold or something that you might want to try out that might help you out, go ahead and try magicmind.com. Remember use Lakers code Lakers 20 Lakers Lakers 20 is the code for 20% off your order, but also here today, a great man. Indeed. He is a guy that wants to go ahead and be part of our next class at Lakers history. One Oh one as a member of the esteemed faculty of Lakers Fast Break University. He is a guy who got to see the best of the Lakers this week live in Detroit. We were watching. I asked the entire playback audience to look for you in one of those shots. We could not find you. I'm like, let's find L. Rob. Let's see L. Rob. Let me know anyone if they see L. Rob. It is L. Rob. Great to have you here, my friend. I wish always... I don't know how it is. It just seems like lately when you've been coming on something where they just the you were here the night that they got robbed in Boston. You're here tonight when they well they didn't get robbed. They just got outplayed after the second quarter. Well, it's good to good to be here. So I'm gonna go a little bit uh, a little more positive than than Joe. Surprise, surprise, and, and, and Magic Man. But uh, so if you were looking for me, my seats are 
So I share Piston season tickets with, with some of my siblings. So I go up to about, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 games a year. So, but my seats are like in the second row on the baseline across from the, um, the Pistons bench. So usually where the refs go out, when they're exiting halftime or at the end of the game, you, if they happen to have a shot over there, then you might have to see me. I'll try to remember that but one, friend. If you want sad, if you want depressing, if you want bad basketball, trust me, go sit through some of the Pistons games. I mean, Monty Williams is getting paid a lot of money, and um, that team is very disjointed, um, disinterested, and uh, – you know, it's, it's tough to, to watch those games. But I digress. So what would you have Coach Ham to do today when you're without Rui? You're without um, Cam, Reddish. You're with Cam Reddish. Why did he play yesterday? I have no idea if he couldn't go today. I mean, maybe he re-aggravated something. But if it was that borderline, then I would have held him out another day. To a game when you're actually going to need his perimeter defense, but I mean you're without five five of your rotation guys, five of your top ten players. You're playing against a young Oklahoma team, as um, Sean mentioned. All of those guys are dribble drive type of players. They're going to attack the rack. Um, they just had too much energy for the Lakers. The Lakers cannot win that type of game being that shorthanded, unless all of those guys play great. Austin Reeves did not. D'Lo did not. Um, so, and LeBron kind of coasted into the game, too. He didn't really come out trying to be very aggressive in the game. He didn't need to. The Lakers were playing good, and they were winning pretty comfortably. Look, here's the deal. Until the Lakers get um, somewhat of a semblance of, of, of their guys who's gonna they're expecting to play, who they were counting on to play, you are not going to see a team that has any chance to compete for anything substantial. But I don't know that without seeing Bandy. I don't know that without seeing Gabe. I mean, those are two vital defensive players for the Lakers. And without those two guys, I mean, those are guys who are kind of energy, you know, defensive guys. We don't have anybody playing like that. You know, we've got offensive guys playing in Reeves and D'Lo. Um, and Prince is what he is. I mean, he's pretty robotic, a stiff player. He's not very athletic. Um, so without Rui, without Gabe, without Vandy, without Reddish, I mean, we don't have any athleticism, really. And you're going up against a young team like OKC, this, yeah, you should have been more competitive. But to, to, to try to pull that game out, it would have took a, a, a great effort on second and back-to-back from LeBron, AD, would have took D-Lo to play like he played yesterday. And the Lakers just didn't have it. So you chalk that up to injuries, scheduling, more than anything else. I'm, I'm not, you know, going to trip on that game tonight. But I ask you this, Rob, and I'll hit it over to Joe here in a second. We've said this before the last time around they had a back-to-back. Oh, wait, they said it the last time before they had a back-to-back too. This is getting to be like a broken record where they come out, they come out strong against the terrible teams on the front end of the back-to-back. And anytime they have any decent competition on the second of the back-to-back, it's not even close. Who, 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 what type of roster did they take into the second game of the back-to-back last time? I can't recall. 
Well, they've had injuries throughout. I, I mean, Vando has been out the entire season. I mean, you got, I mean, if depending on how you view Van, Jared Vanderbilt, how key of a position he is for this team, that's, well, I'll, I'll leave that up to your discretion. I was told he was pretty key when the, he joined the Lakers last year. Him and Rui joined the Lakers last year and they start playing much better, correct? Uh, it depends on the situation. He's a situational defender. No, no, Again, if the team start playing better once they get, yeah, the guys. team start playing it playing better when the, all the movements were made. Okay, but so, then again, we saw in the playoffs he can be played off the court in the right circumstances. Okay, that's true. But so he, he, I mean, he's a positional player. He's not a star for this. He doesn't instantly move the needle. He, in the right terms, under the right context, can make your team better. But also in the right context, he can also just be another guy on the roster. Yeah, but that the, to playing him off the court, you're talking about a playoff series where you can make chess moves and go back of and course. forth and all that. Talk in a regular it. season, no. one night game. Hey, we need somebody to hound uh, Ja Morant. We need somebody to hound SGA. We need somebody to hound Luca. We need somebody to hound these guys. We don't have anybody. These guys are comfortable from from the jump ball. We don't have one defender. That can, our guys weren't in. I mean, who was in in anybody in OKC's jersey? No one. Who was in anyone's jersey? LeBron's catching it. He's got guys hanging all over him. AD's catching it. He's got guys hanging all over him. True. Those guys are very very comfortable. We don't have anybody like Gabe will get in people jersey. Bandy will get in people's jersey. We missing some of that. So it's hard for me to evaluate it without those type of guys playing. And if Joe is right and, and Gabe's not going to play the rest of the year, yeah, that doesn't bode well. Because uh, D'Lo's going to be a turnstile. And, and Reeves is going to give effort, but he's just not that good of a defender. So, yeah, if, if that's going to be our our our, our uh, defenders on the perimeter, we're going to be in trouble because they're going to get beat off the r- dribble. They're going to be going to the rack. Um, they're going to uh, cause other guys to have to collapse. We're going to give up offensive rebounds and rinse and repeat. Joe, uh, I mean, you could look at it in a way as far as, you know, several players out. Again, it's all how you perceive the guys that are out right now. Yes, Vanderbilt would have guarded SGA quite a bit. Uh, Reddish would have helped out with that as well. Let's, let's not beat around the bush, but you know, it just when we give those guys back, are they making that big of a difference for the uh, for the Lakers? No, no. Uh, you're talking about your current, your the current core. Let's 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 look at those guys. You're looking at LeBron who's making forty seven million. You have AD who's making forty million. You have D'Angelo Russell's making seventeen. Then you have Rui. Then you have Reeves, fifteen and twelve. And then it starts to get to 10-4, and then the rest are all pretty much minimum to a little bit over minimum. Your your mainstays are your top six guys. I should say your top five, really. Uh, they've been available. And <clears throat> whether they've been injured or played, let's say Rui. I'll use Rui as an example. Rui is... Nothing changes on the end of a back-to-back or against good teams if Rui's in there. Vanderbilt will help on defense, but the Lakers also don't make shots. And tonight was another good example of not being able to hit open shots and OKC hitting open shots. That that lead dissipated from a combination of the Lakers missing shots 
and allowing shots to go in. They played unbelievably for, for a quarter. As a matter of fact, it was more like 10 minutes, the first yeah. 10 minutes. because Once SGA started to turn it up, that's when. Yeah, and then, and then here's where the, the frustration starts. You can see that your team is reeling at the end of the first, and what do you do in terms of adjustments? You put Jalen Hood-Shafino in to start the second quarter. I don't care what's going on at that point. That tells me everything I need to know about how well you coach. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm looking at the TV. I'm going, what the hell is he doing in there? That's the first instinct. Usually your first instinct is the correct one. Almost every single time in anybody's life, your first instinct, no one knows you better than you. And a lot of times when you've been conditioned in life and you're conditioned in all the things that you've seen and dealt with, that feeling is 99%. Oh, and then what happens is what makes it go away is trying not to cause problems, trying to be positive, trying to be a good guy in an area maybe that you're not familiar with. Like that all then starts to take over. And then that first instinct kind of slowly, slowly goes away. The answer was there the moment you saw it. So I saw Hood Shafino in there. I, the first thought I had was, oh, shit. And then we saw what happened after that. Okay. You tell me, you tell me what coherent, prepared coach makes that move and why. So let's say I, I get a meeting credential for probably the 15 seconds I'd have it before they take it away from me. Coach Ham, uh, may I ask why you put in Jalen Hushafino in the beginning of the second quarter? Uh, I'm kind of curious on what he would say. Oh, we want to give this guy a shot. Oh, we, you know, we're, we're, we have injuries. We have this, we have that. Okay. He's like your 10th best player. Don't you think you could use somebody else? I, I, you have a seven-man rotation without him that you could have used. Why did you put this... Poor kid who's already got zero confidence, who is overwhelmed by the NBA game. I'm not going to say he's not going to become something. That's not fair right now. But this is the L.A. Lakers trying to win a championship in the last years of LeBron James. And we don't have time to babysit. So right there, you don't know what the F you're doing, Darvin Ham. That right there is enough proof. If you need proof, we can't have any more proof than that. Why? I don't care if half the team is out. You go with the starting five and you roll the game through. Otherwise, you might as well just sit Anthony Davis and LeBron at the beginning. If you're already going to concede or try to work things out, because all this did was ruin a kid's confidence and destroy a team that played really well for 10 minutes and you made it worse by setting them up to lose. And this is not the first time. This is 20 games in. 20 games in. Those nine losses to good teams, almost every uh, one of those losses have been almost blowouts. When we were competing against the good teams and losing in, let's say, 2020, they were playing. They were competing. We were like, damn it. 
we need to beat the Clippers. But, man, we just kind of couldn't finish it off. And it was like that against them or a Denver or, or, or a Boston. And then all of a sudden it changed after about three months. They started beating those teams. That's fine, guys. Again, I'm not a, I'm not a complete heartless prick. I have common sense. If you're going to play competitive basketball, I'm going to buy it a little bit that there might be something positive. But when you quit indirectly because your coach isn't putting you in a position to win, how are we going to be positive and say this thing's going to change in February when everyone is more tired, LeBron James, AD, and guys that have been playing for four months like dog how are they – what, they're going to just snap back and go, oh, we don't live in that world anymore, by the way. We don't live in a world where young guys all of a sudden start playing better around crap. It just doesn't work like that. So it is – man, we're going to be doing this for another 60 games. <laughs> this is going to be very, very tiring. I have not watched our shows the last few weeks because I feel like I'm repeating myself all over and over again. And I can't, I already couldn't listen to myself talk. It's very hard for me to listen to myself talk, but right now I, it's, it's, it's very difficult to not continue to groundhog day every single game. It's because it's the same damn game. They, they whoop the two and 40 teams and then they get whooped by anybody that has any talent. It's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. It's just an up and down team. That's all they are. There is no up and down. They're up and down. Up team. and down means up and down means okay. Well, they 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 beat Oklahoma City today. Two days later, they get beat by Phoenix, and then three days later, they they beat the Nuggets. Then they get killed by the Clippers. That's up and down. What this is is they suck against talent, and they're really good against non-talent, and that will get us nowhere. So explain their victory against Phoenix. Were they good at the time? They were getting. Devin Booker they wasn't they playing. Booker wasn't playing. But then you said Booker was an MVP candidate. Well, that, that you can still say that he's not an MVP candidate in my book, and and still say that he's a positive first team. Okay. You're talking about MVP again. My definition of MVPs might be different. It's different than all of you. Half the people that have gone into the Hall of Fame in basketball and the NFL the last five six years, I'm like, what the hell happened to the Hall of Fame? Well, that I think all of us can agree on. So to, to, that we can't to, agree what they you want to get into a discussion about the MVP. I can get even worse in terms of negativity because that award has been washed so badly. You might as well give them an Oscar now because they've destroyed the Oscar for years. The MVP in the NBA has been worthless to me. Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal won one mother effing MVP. Those guys were more valuable, not only to their teams, but to the NBA, than anyone would be the last 20 years. So explain to me how the hell that works. So to say that Devin Booker is an MVP, come on, give me a break. No. Jokic is an uh, MVP. Uh, uh, Ger- but go ahead, Ger- Magic, now, my friend. Yeah, Gerald, to be fair, of the of the nine losses this year, only three have been quality. Okay. Losing to the Mavericks, losing to the Kings, losing to the Heat. Those are the those are the only three losses where they really showed up. Okay. So what were your, th- were your thoughts on tonight when you saw them? You know, as far as SGA once he started turning up, you could see the tide shifting, 
and it just seemed like the Lakers never got it back. No, and it, look, it's it's not as if the it, it, that engine requires uh, SGA and Chet to be you know at optimum a hundred percent for both the the uh, horsepower and the torque, Gerald. They they can rely on Jalen Williams uh, if they need a if they need a three, Gerald. You know they can always rely on Isaiah Joe. I mean they have depth, quality depth from shooters, shot creators, rebounders. I mean I really struggled with uh, with AD's effort in the second half. Gerald, this is somebody who finished with thirty one and fourteen, yet he was uh, minus twelve. So that means while he was on the floor, the Lakers gave up. Ba, 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 ba. 43 points 43 points more than so it wasn't a good effort by him he won early on he established low post play Gerald and he got Chet Holmgren in foul trouble but Gerald what the funny thing about um Ham and noticing other opponents in foul trouble is that he really doesn't and it's a problem that every everybody should have known. Okay, so Holmgren picked up two quick fouls. There was another two quick fouls picked up, and then Christian Wood went to the free throw line with, I believe, three forty four left in the first quarter. Lakers didn't attempt a single free throw after that. And in the second half, it looked like it, Chet Holmgren is only in his rookie year, Gerald. But it looked like for some reason. He got coached up big time at halftime because he looked like a completely different player playing against Anthony Davis in the second half. It must have been something because AD took the second half off. I don't like saying that because he's one of my favorite players to watch, uh, a a dynamic defensive virtuoso at times. But a couple of games here, Gerald, very, very, very concerning that he's just just half-assing it. And, you know, when LeBron talks about a lot to clean up, I think he's seeing more than than what meets the eye than even what we're seeing. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately lose 133 to 110. Truly appreciate you joining us. Best Lakers chat rooms out there is right here at the Lakers fast break. Even though they don't always agree with each other or with our panelists, but go ahead, Magic Man. Yeah, I, like I, Darren, I understand what you're saying, but you, obviously, watch the watch the three previous games. He played against Philly. He played against Minnesota. Rudy Gobert and Joel Embiid both gave Chet problems throughout the entire game. It wasn't just one half. He didn't figure it out against them. I think. The big thing with Anthony is the will, Gerald. It's the will. It's not the skill. It's the will. Motivationally, he is a sound player, but it's either uh, 
Sunrise Sunset with his motivation and whether or not he wants to continually bring it. It's frustrating. Very it's, frustrating. It's frustrating. I'll tell you, my friend, though, I do do appreciate everyone being a part of what we're doing here tonight. It is the Lakers fast break. L. Rob, so I ask you this. When Vando comes back, which I've been told is imminent, uh, Doobie, unfortunately, actually, it was really hard. No, actually, it was, um, uh, it was Dante. Dante has actually had him coming back this week. Does not look like that's going to be the case. Looks like it's going to be soon after. Uh, I guess from what I heard also as well, the reports are that Rui Hashimura has been fitted with a mask and that he's also very close to returning. Cam Reddish is probably on a day-to-day basis, so he could be coming back here anytime soon. So when this team gets all the players back that they need to get back, Gabe Vincent aside, because I think that's like Joe, I think we're looking at him to come back in 2024, not 2023. Your thoughts, my friend, on how good this Lakers team can be? Well, clearly Denver is the class of the West and the league. Um, You have a Boston team that's extremely talented, well-connected playing together forever their core guys i mean the lakers aren't in, the, in their class anybody else let's throw the ball up and let's go okay anybody else that philadelphia team who do we have check in maxi refresh my memory that was maxi and um that maxi. was christy that was yeah. christy and prince this is how bad this and tori and prince i mean he's slow he can't move i mean I mean, let's be it's serious. Bad, Rob. We it's are bad. depending on Max Christie, a guy who wasn't supposed to really get, I mean, he was supposed to get minutes in case of emergency this year. Stone Hansen called him during playback, eight, not an NBA player. We are depending on him to check the other team's best player in, in two straight games, their best perimeter player. And then SGA, one of the best players in the league. I mean, come on. But that and we want to blame Darvin Ham. We really don't have any other options at this point. Me seeing JS, uh, JHS in the game, I'm counting on the other guys. Hey, we're throwing this guy in there. Can you please pick him up? Christian Wood, can you please make a layup? Can you make a positive impact to help the rookie out? You've been in the league for eight years. Come on. Reeves, you just got your bag. Can you help this rookie out? No, you're breaking threes, getting blow-bys, getting abused. Those are the guys that's out there on the court with JHS. I mean, come on, help him out. He he's he has to play minutes in this type of game. He has to. I'm sorry. He has to. You're not going to stick your uh, main guys out there and play them 40 minutes and run them into the ground and they get hurt, then we're really taking shots at hand. On a back-to-back? The kid played a decent game last night. He made some shots for a change. He probably said, hey, let's – Stick them out there. Okay, see, he's got a young team. They, they, uh, what's his name? The rookie they threw out there, got out there, hit a couple shots. He played okay. I guess the Ham was hoping his guy could do the same. Sean, the Lakers did have one other quality loss you didn't count against Sacramento. I think that was the OT loss, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I, I, did, I did count that one, Lee. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I you counted said that three. one. I said three, yeah. I counted okay. that one. Okay. So... The ceiling, they can beat any of those teams. They can beat Phoenix. They can beat everybody else in the West. OKC team, do you think this OKC team, I mean, could beat the Lakers in a playoff series? 
I, I can't see it. I can't see this team beating us four games if we got if if we got Rui, if we got Vando back, if we got those guys playing. It's no, it's not gonna happen. It's I still think Mass Christie can be a player, uh, but like SC for Life mentioned, I mentioned this the other day, Sean. Yeah. And and L. Rob, yeah, he might develop somewhere else because remember he is a free agent coming up uh, this summer yes. because of the wonderful contract Rob Palinka yeah. signed to him. You know I'm rooting for Max. He's a Spartan, so of course I'm rooting for him. But he's just not ready for that role. When they're throwing him in there, and he's the fifth guy, and he gets a few open shots. Yes, that's good. And coming off the bench for a minute here or there, that's good. But when he's got to play big minutes against some of the best players in the league, a guy, Maxie, who's just dropped 50, and Joel Embiid is setting these picks, and he's got a scooter around him, navigate around him, and SGA is giving him ins and outs and ups and downs and allowed to double dribble half the time. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know what's really interesting to me, Lee, is that I, I thought positionally Max was doing pretty good tonight. And Williams and SGA both desperately wanted to get him off SGA so they could put him on either Torian or Austin. And that was frustrating because no one, like you said, communicate with Max. Let him know, you know, they might be trying to ice you or get around you. So get a step up for lip, you know, like that front hip, that front hip, Gerald, you use that. You you, yeah, you have to use yeah. that. He's going to be in the right place. I mean, he's he's a he's a smart player. He's pretty fundamental. He's going to be in the right place at the right time. But he's but, yeah, he does, and he's Lee, not strong enough. He's and not. The no. not going to give him the benefit of the doubt on those times. The Lakers don't. I mean, the, the other defenders are so bad. When he OKC is. has a situation, they just switch it. I know Christian Wood is is but so we, bad at defending the pick and roll. Them. We can't. I mean, when we switch that and let them go against any of these other guys, it's like barbecue chicken. The rest of our well, that's family. why. That's why Magic Man was so standoffish about the acquisition of Christian Wood, and I was just like, I was neither here nor there because of the fact I had seen Christian Wood and actually seen him play since UNLV, and I knew this is what you get. You get some guy that at six ten can rebound for you at times. Sometimes he cannot. Most of the time he can't defend, but he can hit some three-pointers for you. That's what you get. That's what you got. And when he's not hitting three-pointers, he's actually going to be not a whole lot of usefulness for you out there. I'm not going to say he's useless, but he's not going to be a whole bag of whatever it is that you're looking for when it comes to when he's out there. El Rob, before I get back to Joe on this, I mean, I think everybody's asking, you know, as far as or they're putting a lot of pressure on Ham for the way he's coaching this team so far this season. Uh, you're, I understand the injuries in play, and I, you have to keep that in mind. I understand that. But what are your thoughts? I think there's still a lot of improvement yeah. that Coach Ham has to make when all these guys get healthy because right now what I've seen so far through 20 games is not good on the coaching front. Bad habits from the guys are being taught from bad habits from the coaching staff. Yeah, my biggest beef with Ham is his use of Anthony Davis. I, I do not like Anthony Davis um, 90% of the game outset and picks. I mean, it, to me, it creates uh, that mindset of being lazy. Uh, you just floating out, um, setting picks at the three-point line. 
No, I think he's had his most effective games when he's got the ball more in the box, caught it, and even if he wasn't making shots, it creates a, 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 um, a energy of being aggressive. So I would prefer him playing like that, but his coach got him setting screens, uh, rescreen, go out and get this guy. And it's like, come on, man. This dude can score in the paint. Um, you see that change to OKC's hole. I mean, after the first quarter, it was like, we're going to swarm this guy. We're going to, yeah, they're little dudes, but they're rotating fast and they got two and three guys collapsing down in there. And at that point, it's up to the other guys to, you know, make make plays. And they weren't. AD did what he should do. But, I mean, AD is what he is. To me, the, the most disappointing part about his game today was no blocks. There was enough guys in there. Uh, those guys drove to the basket and he didn't, he didn't, his presence wasn't really felt defensively. And I think that's where I get frustrated with the criticism of Davis. To me, he is a defensive player first. That is his biggest value. Protect the yard, uh, be a deterrent around the basket. And if you can give us 20 points, that's great. If you only give us 15, but you really make your presence felt defensively, then I'm happy. But don't go out and drop 30 like you did today and have no presence on defense. I mean, like Chad Holmgren went and he switched it with the left. That was a perfect one for him to just glass that. AD, what are you doing? Looking at him cross you over and lay it with the left. It's like, yeah. So to me, that's the most frustrating part about Ham is his usage of uh, Anthony Davis on the offensive end. And his. Um, I was just still, you know, when he made the Wilt comparison, if he's talking about Wilt with the Lakers, when he concentrated on rebounding and defense and scored some, you know, when he when he wanted to, then yes, be that type of player. But no, we don't want you taking five threes a game or whatever the crazy stuff that Ham said the other season. You know, that creates, creates the wrong mindset Davis with Davis. He needs to know, hey, get in that paint and do some work. Yes, we know you don't like to bang that much, but you you know, half the guys in the NBA, you're not banging with anyway. So, Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 133 to 110. Joe, against the most of the audience is, is uh, citing as far as with your where you're at as far as mentally on the Lakers at this point, heading home for a two set against Houston and then the quarterfinal matchup on Tuesday against the Phoenix Suns. If the okay, I said this to you before before the four game set that they just took took place on the road, and you gave me an answer. So I'm asking again: If do we you see anything out of if they win against Houston, a decent team this year? Finally, we could say that after many years, and Phoenix, who may or may not have uh, Devin Booker in the lineup because he's kind of day to day with that ankle. So you, let me know your thoughts. Do you will you make anything of it if they do go two and zero? No. Okay. This tournament is absolutely insignificant. <laughs> this is for the NBA trying to figure out maybe better ways for people to bet on this. The because our audience hasn't given one iota to it; they, they really none, don't care. They the the biggest thing that has come with this is the the fact that it's hurt people's eyes. The, the courts. That's it. That's all I've. That's all I've gotten. There's. There's. <laughs> We're about Larry O'Brien trophies, not midseason trophies or whatever the hell that is. Uh, obviously, if they win it, cool, but it will 
mean as much to me as the team that wins the Alamo Bowl. Alamo, the rental car place, not the Alamo in San Antonio. Uh, I've had that question for college football fans for years. No one's been able to answer me that question. I've said, listen, can you explain something to me? Are you excited and do you brag about winning the grandfurniture.com bowl? Does my well actually well, I'll say this. Does my Well Joe Well Joe, you know, we want the kids to have, you know, to win in the end. That's you know, it's a it's a way to finish the season. And I'm just sitting there going. What did uh, Ricky Bobby say? If you ain't first, you're last. The dumbest guy ever <laughs> had the greatest line ever when it came to winning. <laughs> yeah, Zangerstein, Joe knows I was on another page. page, but when I heard Joe say that, I knew he was expecting it. it, yeah. it I mean, we know the only game that wouldn't count in the standings is the finals. We know that, Zangerstein. Yeah. We know and that, that only adds to the more idiot, the big, the, the, the idiocy of this whole thing is uh, is the stats in, a, in the championship game the most important part of this particular tournament? Just disappear. Does it matter? You know, it just it, it it's it's so stupid. You want more people to watch NBA basketball? Maybe if uh, your your league didn't look like they just came out of some kind of nightclub with sweats on and a beanie, maybe that would help. Uh, maybe maybe if guys played every game and actually had you know some kind of image that people wanted to watch game in and game up, maybe that might help. Because I remember distinctively. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, I can name more, but these guys embodied Dallas, San Antonio, L.A., Chicago. People went to these games in January because, man, I want to see these guys play. And now they don't play. Now Devin Booker is an MVP candidate for what? Because he made a fall away three against the Knicks. Where do you pull the stuff out of your ass? MVP An MVP shows up an MVP wins big games. An MVP is always there. Now, whatever they call an MVP now, you know, somebody who whines enough to get one, Joel Embiid, then you have Jokic, we're the MVP, but yet you have certain pundits out there that say, well, he's probably getting the votes because, you know. <laughs> okay, dude. And then what's left? Uh, we have Anthony Davis. We have LeBron James, who for a while there, you know, were, were one and two in terms of best talent in the league. Anybody argue against that? Could you legitimately say that Anthony Davis – and LeBron James could have been one and two in terms of talent. I could have said that. Hell, they even won a championship together doing that. But we've gone past that at this point. Uh, the league has turned into a very athletic, very shot-making league. I mean very. If you don't make shots, you have no shot. And the Lakers are the worst shooting team in the NBA. And they don't know how to play defense. And they're not healthy. And they have a bad coach. So maybe we should be looking at this from a 
positive standpoint. The fact that they're actually in the higher part of the 500 number and have all those deficiencies, maybe we're maybe I'm overreacting here now that now that I think about it. 11 and 9 having no shooters, no defense, no health and a bad coach and we're still 11 and 9. I'm turning over a new Ryan Leaf. How about that? Watch out for the drugs. I don't do drugs. Ryan Leaf didn't. I That's said what he new says Ryan anyways. Leaf. Adele, Stay with me here, man. Right, the new Ryan Leaf doesn't do drugs. Okay. If you believe that, all right. Do you really believe maybe. he's not? Do you really believe that he's totally? I, I, it's not my business to know. Again, it's not my business to know. He looks okay. like he's recovered. He's doing TV. Good and for him. Sounds sounds pretty damn well. Hey, got, Gerald, Gerald, Ryan Leaf, Ryan Leaf is in a better position than I hope Robert, so. I hope so. Than one Robert Swift. Oh, yeah, well, who likely would have been a better example for Joe to use. Well, yeah. I, I wanted to use the pun. I thought, thought that was... That was pretty overdue, good. Ryan Leaf, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I still think the college football playoffs would be better if they utilized the bowl system. In I think entirety. college since football... They don't, since they don't the want to get rid of those bowls. Since they on, don't want to get rid of them. It, look, just so you know, I'm not a heartless prick on all the time. Look, college football has done right this year. They have done fantastic. If they get an eight-game playoff, college football has everything at that point. College football, from the game to the excitement before and after, they've got that sucker down. I still, mean, down. still should utilize the bowl system instead of having those so, crappy so, six and six teams. So, Gerald, uh, I mean, just uh, uh, before we talk about uh, the great news that uh, we got today about Bronny James, um, the Lakers, Darvin Ham, and LeBron James. I'm sure you were perusing the social media as, as I was. They're still pounding the table about we don't know who we are yet because we haven't had our group together. LeBron said it himself. Uh, I don't know who we are. Uh, I know who what some of us are individually, but as a team, I don't know. That's an honest assessment. Uh, you know what? It is what it is, man. Because it just at this point, for me, it's an up and down roller coaster, and it will continue to be as such. Whether they beat the bad teams or and lose to the good teams continuously, that's not going to always work out. But L. Rob, again, I do appreciate you stopping by. As always, it's great having you here. One of our longtime members of the Lakers Fast Break. I know some of our newer audience members are really going like, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy?" You know what? He's a guy that's been a very great part of what we've done here for many years. L Rob and I cannot thank you enough as always for stopping by. Uh, but Matthew Man, you had something? Yes. Max Christie played 21 minutes, four personal fouls, minus two. Jalen Hood Shafino, 19 minutes, three personal fouls, minus 15. How many of his minutes were with Anthony Davis and LeBron? Wow. That's a good question, Lee. I'll find that out for you. You're going to get Rodell uh, praising you in an email there, Sean. <laughs> I'm saying. He is, the head, he is the head cheerleader for the Max Christie fan club. Well, but, but while you're looking that up, L. Rob, can I ask you this, though? You know, do you see when this team gets better? I mean, Doobie says we're a top three team in the West when we get everybody other, but it's the issue of Darvin Hamp. 
as the team has to improve, do you see the possibility of having the same like Groundhog Day again, where the Lakers have to work constantly uphill, but do get up that hill almost all the way and then just fall back down at the end? The only thing I can go by is is, is history. Darvin Ham was the coach last year. The Lakers made it. They were the second best team in the West at the end of the end of the season. So I don't see any reason he didn't hinder him then. I don't think he's a worse coach than he was at that time last year. So either the rest of the West will have to have gotten a lot better or the Lakers would have had to not uh, improve. But no, I don't think Darvin Ham is going to be the reason this team doesn't achieve whatever its goals are. That's fair. Uh, Joe, do you feel differently? It sounds like you do. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the worst coach than he was last year. They're, they hit a stride, and they they played two teams in the playoffs that were that had a lot of turmoil out, off, off the court and in the locker room. The second they played a, a team that was stone-cold, stone-cold killer mentality, they, they got scorched. Uh, I don't – and and you have to also understand that professional sports coaching and playing they they adjust to your your plan. So now they've had a year to look at how Darvin Ham's adjustments are, his his rotations, his decision making, and now you're you're screwed even more now. And and he doesn't seem to do the same to his opponents. He. He has not really done anything to adjust to anything this year. And if you're going to use Jared Vanderbilt and Gabe Vincent as your excuse on why you're not playing well, I, I already heard this the, the few years back. Uh, those guys are not going to make that much of a difference. Not not 23-point blowouts. You want to say 12-point blowout? Okay. They might make a nine point difference in a blowout but those guys aren't winning tonight you put Vanderbilt in this game tonight and Gabe Vincent that's not going to matter because they're not Vanderbilt I watched Vanderbilt play last year he's phenomenal for a good stretch there but the second he missed layups and missed shots badly you could see his face sink and those those things can happen. You need somebody who's confident, who can have a short memory. Jared Van Vanderbilt is not that guy. Gabe Vincent is not likely going to come back. Another Miami trash player. Uh, stop signing guys from Miami, please. L.A. Uh, I'm not about the Miami culture. You want Miami culture? Go move to mother freaking Miami. We're in L.A. here. I don't need to hear about Miami culture. Miami culture hasn't won Dick. Okay, hasn't won Dick since LeBron was there. So spare me the. The Miami culture. It's the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference sucks, and they've sucked for 25 years. So don't insult my intelligence about that conference. So if Vanderbilt and let's say Rui, when Rui has been in there and healthy, by and the way, I don't play, know. And playing and playing more than 17 minutes. And playing more than 17 minutes. So let's talk about that for a second. Let's say Rui is important. Is he gonna get 30 minutes? Or will Darvin Ham continue to suck the life out of that three-guard lineup that he just is obsessed with? Where two and a half of those three guards couldn't play defense at the local EOS fitness club here in my house. 
<laughs> we've seen all 20 games folks we're not blind we've seen we've seen uh preseason we've seen a lot of games already what's gonna change enthusiasm you want me to get my bat out about enthusiasm 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 we gotta have a little more enthusiasm no, no, you're, you're professional athletes. If it takes 50% of the season for you to all of a sudden be get enthousiastic, enthusiastic, then I don't know what to tell you, man. You're making 47 million and 40 million and 17 million and all these millions of dollars and you, you need time. And for the, for the young guys I'm talking about, I'm talking about the young guys. I'm not talking about LeBron. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, uh, actually, I do know, but I'm trying to play positive as much as I can too. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. You're gonna have to show me. Don't don't tell me you're pregnant. Show me the show me the baby. Fair that's, enough indeed. That's a line from my mentor, John Chalestic, my uh broadcasting mentor. Uh one of the best men I've ever known in my life. And uh that was one of his lines and I I uh I'll, I'll throw it out every now and then. I'll get a lot of blank looks when I say it too because it takes a minute for them to register it. <laughs> once again it is the lakers fast break the lakers do lose 133 to 110 l rob i know you got the pen out there did you take around some notes any last notes that you have on the game before we head on out my friend and also some last thoughts on magic man as well no no I, I, for some reason i was just writing the number 34 i guess Shaq was stuck in my head we could have used a Shaq to me just well, do we are going to do, we're going to do an episode on Shaq, Lakers History 101, and you will join us. We'll schedule it out, L. Rob. You said you wanted to go ahead and, and be part of the faculty here at LFBU, and we are honored to have you join our esteemed faculty with Professors Joe Soro and Professor Magic Man Shankarai. So I'm definitely looking forward to cut that conversation. Probably we'll have a class here early December. Will that work for you, my friend? Yeah, just let me, give me a little lead time, so I'll, I don't know. Yep. Okay. Yeah, early December is, you know, it's December one tomorrow. So I know that's, that's that means that's, next that's week. So, yes. Um, summary. I mean, it's twenty games in, guys. I'm not. I'm not freaking out. I'm sorry. Um, you know, you guys can go ahead and panic and holler fire and all of that stuff. I'm not doing it. It's a long season. I mean, um, if you could, you could look at it that way, L. Rob, because they were worse last year at this time. If yeah, you gotta, you, you, you. At some point, you may need JHS. As bad as that sound, at some point, you may need him to come in for three minutes or four minutes. So he's got to get used to playing some get basketball, and you take your lumps. It's no shame losing to OKC on the road on the second night of the back to back. There's some good teams. Other guys get paid too. Other guys get professional players. <laughs> they have their fans. These teams are not, you know, they're they're gonna bring it. So hey, the Lakers lost a, a game. They didn't play well. Missed a lot of the guys. I, I mean, if LeBron James is playing like he's playing at the level he's playing, if D'Lo is gonna shoot over forty percent for three. That's what we need him for. We're not expecting him to turn, you know, we're not expecting him to turn into Jason Kidd on the defensive end. Just do what you do, D'Lo. Score the ball. Don't turn it over. 
play smart, and be an offensive force. If D'Lo plays like that, if LeBron plays at his level, AD does what he does, when these other role guys get back, yes, the Lakers, will, they'll, they'll, they'll get on the roll and they'll start piling up some wins. Joe will have to smile a little bit and give him a little credit. That day is coming. Let's hope it does. Let's, let's hope it let's, does sooner. Take it easy. Not get too, you know, too down. Fair that enough. would be my advice. Well, let's hope that day comes sooner than later as the Lakers hopefully will get better sooner rather than later with all these players that are out of the lineup. I know both you uh, and there were others in the chat room, the best Lakers chat rooms out there at the Lakers fast break were like avant traders that were trying to think the positive and the fact that uh, we did have several players out. And once we get them back in, the dynamic of the team will change. Magic man, my friend, any last thoughts before we head on out, my friend? Uh, yes, Gerald. Uh, interestingly enough, since you you uh, you alluded to it, uh, so I brought up the uh, the schedule from last year. And last year, on November 30th, Gerald, the Los Angeles Lakers won. They beat the Portland Trailblazers. Do you know what the record was after 20 games, Gerald? Led by Russell Westbrook, I don't remember. All I remember was having a headache constantly during that area of my, of my life. I just, I don't know why. Maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe it was Russell Westbrook related. But go ahead, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I regretfully remember that as well. Eight yeah. and 12. Eight I and 12. Like, try to black that period of my life out as best yeah, I can. Yeah, just like, sque- like, instead of squeegeeing it, you just use a permanent black marker and just go over it. The problem is, Magic Man, it's all on YouTube and on fa- and Facebook. That's the problem. So, Gerald, surprisingly enough, uh, we thought that last year, after they had beaten Portland, their next game was at Milwaukee. Do you remember that game? It was yeah, their best was- win of the year. Yeah, and we thought it might galvanize them um, forward, and it didn't. So I'm with Leeds bringing up some good points. Can't deny it. It's 11-9. and You got half of your rotation out. You got a myriad of issues on top of it. Joe was half delirious talking himself into a 11-9. Um, start. Um, I, I see issues. Um, really hope they get addressed. Uh, I'm with yourself and Joe. Uh, think while some of them are solvable, some of them aren't. But I mean, we're just gonna have to wait and see. I mean, I'm 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 tired of getting teased, though, Gerald. That that that's one thing I I wanted to talk about is that before we leave. We keep hearing that, you know, if it was a playoff, it was a playoff game or playoff series, Vando would be ready to go. He's geared up. He's he could go. It's been 20 games, man. He hasn't stepped on the floor yet. I'm not I'm not buying that, you know. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. I promise I won't. Joe, however, I cannot vouch for. Him. You might do it and just laugh at Joe. Doesn't strike me as somebody who would do that. I like the line: uh, "Don't pee on my back and tell me it's raining, tough guy." (laughs) That's a jerky boy line. How would I have known that he would have liked that? (laughs) 
Oh, God rest his soul. What was it? Alan Arkin was playing the uh, the gangster, the head of the the head boss, and I. That's the Jerky Boys movie, right? <laughs> yes. I hope I'm him in not, 50 not years. Not one of their actual games that they did. I, I, I hope I'm him in 50 years I with Little Miss laughing. Sunshine. With oh Little Miss God. Sunshine when he's in the home. <laughs> I hope that's me. <laughs> I couldn't stop. I cannot, I I cannot forget how bad that movie was roasted when it, it came was out. It was so bad it was good. That line has stuck with me for 20 years, and I can't. I can't get it out of my head anytime somebody mentions rain and tell me it's raining like that's the first one <laughs> that opens up. Uh, Shocking. Yeah, yeah. It's you always remember the, the 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 laugh where you literally feel like you're choking to death. That's the laugh that I got when I first heard it. And of course, just like in wrestling, uh, Gerald, the selling of the joke always the true funny part about it is when the guy who's getting clowned sells it <laughs> if he sells it well it makes it even funnier so again god rest his soul Adam Arkin man I, I never thought he'd play a gangster ever in my life it was too to me it was too funny to do it but man that guy could do it that guy did it for a short amount of time he was so good in Little Miss Sunshine absolutely <laughs> if you ever and Gary Ross. I was a Beverly yes. Hills too don't show me Excellent. the pad yes. I don't want to see, <laughs> yes. I don't want to see the pad don't show me the pad <laughs> uh great memories indeed not tonight however it's you know how many women do you know how many women are in that retirement home i i'm not gonna say what he said yeah we'll get banned from we'll get banned from youtube if i said that i think there are much worse things on youtube uh sean believe me no nah, i i love gerald too much to put him in 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 danger that thank way. you because you know all it takes is just the three of those little copyright strikes and there you go once again, or, or some type of strikes that they find offensive, and there you go. 133 to 110. It is the Lakers getting pounced by the Thunder tonight at OKC. Next game coming up is Saturday night against Houston. Hopefully you'll join us. Uh, the host from Lakers Corner, John, is going to join us. Uh, looking forward to that conversation. Still got to get the guys from the Domination Sports Nation in here, so I got to figure out when uh, Dom and Chris Ardiero come back here. El Rob. You know you're always welcome back. It's been so great having you here. You come back anytime you want. You just text me. You let me know. Uh, I've got you on the text, so you just let me know when you are available. We'll measure, we'll set up appointment uh, for class here coming up next week if that works for you. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. We'll give you the highest sign. But uh, any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? No, nah, another another beat down, another day in Lakerland. On to the next one. I st- you know what? I love the part, the fact that I have you in those promos when we do in the front or do on the uh, opening and intro and outro. It got you, you so angry because I got you the day I think of the Boston uh, as far as after that we got robbed on that one. You were just so pissed mm. off. You were just like so pissed off. <laughs> I could just see the steam. Joe was ranting. Magic Man was just gritting his teeth and you were just like the steam was just coming out. Losing to the Celtics will do that to you. Yes, that uh, we got, we got, uh, we got, we got uh, some karma in the end, Lee, because uh, Eric Lewis put in his uh, his retirement papers. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is a one thirty three to one ten loss. We'll be back tomorrow. 
to decipher what happened one more time and also try to figure out what they can do on this homestand. Very important homestand because you've got the Houston Rockets coming up on Saturday and then the well, Ger- Gerald, we also NBA have Cup on Tuesday. We also have a few days of rest here coming up because of this this NBA Cup. It's you have a game on the second, you have a game on the fifth, and then I believe the next game is the twelfth. Don't tell Ham that he'll just play LeBron um. forty five minutes. <laughs> what was the question you asked me the other day? When is he going to get to seventy thousand minutes, or was it eighty thousand? Uh, I think it was seventy, but uh, no one. Knowing how long LeBron might play till he's like 52 and he's one day longer than Gordie Howe. He might do it, Gerald. That's when he might get to 80,000. Hell, the way Ham plays him, he'll be doing it like next month. (laughs) Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is the Lakers losing 133 to 110. But we'll be back with more great coverage, more great conversation. We're here for you. Therapy? Sure. We provide it. Always. Some great thoughts, great opinions, one way or the other. We're here to go ahead and share them. Our thoughts always right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Have a great evening, everyone. Stay safe.